This is is the the Legs and Eggs Podcast, starring Heather Heather, Clemstown, and Sarah Zeruthless. What are y'all favorite Brady Bunch episodes? Oh my god, pork chops and applesauce. Yeah. The vase, the basketball with the, or the ball with the vase. The cigarettes. Yeah. <laughs> I like the one when Bobby comes home and he's got the hair tonic. Oh, yeah. Oh, and I like the Hawaii one. Wasn't that a two episode special? Yeah, it was. And Vincent yeah. Price was on it. Yep, yep, yep. Fuck Do yeah. you know which other one was good? Which one? The one where Bobby wants to be Jesse James. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, I God. like when... um. He becomes the hall monitor and he starts being a Nazi to everyone. Oh, yes. (laughs) (laughs) A glory hole is a hole in a wall or partition, often between public lavatory cubicles or sex video arcade booths and lounges for people to engage in sexual activity or observe the person in the next cubicle while one or both parties masturbate, teabag, or fillet. Well, there's nothing to say. It's a weird show. And um, I'll I'll tell you, the thing about it is I started podcasting a long time ago. And uh, when I started, it wasn't, it was pre-COVID and all that. So it wasn't just people talking to each other. It was weird sounds and noises. And I did so, and then I was doing it uh, for a studio, et cetera, et cetera. And then uh, I just kept doing it because I have nothing else to do. I don't have children, so I figure I might as well just have a podcast. Yeah. It's much more rewarding. Where, where, where? Heather has children. No, it's okay. It's okay. You don't have to admit it. They don't listen to the show. <laughs> so when you, when, when you say weird noises, I'm getting field recordings out of this. Am I right or wrong? It's Well, that's part of it. That comes into play once in a while. Yeah, there's that. There's a... Uh experimenting with things i guess experimenting with microphones and sounds and electronics and running electronics through things and speaking through those electronics and i did a one thing where we recorded on a cassette uh tape recorder and then we recorded normally like on digital and then we played the two side by side immediately it was way out of sync so within 30 seconds we were like minute well set you know way apart from each other the two recordings i should say so it really kind of goes to show that when you were listening to music in the pre-digital age you were really not hearing the song as it was intended i don't know i like tapes they don't skip well they're good for that too exactly Plus, the government can't track it. That's true. It's easier to steal music that way because it doesn't have a digital time code that matches up with the one that uh, you got off of Spotify. So there's a million reasons why analog is better. Yeah, I just like cassette tapes because I grew up with cassette tapes. I like vinyl, too, for the same reason. But it skips. It skips a little. You got to take care of it. You got to take care of your stuff. That's the problem. Back in the old days, you had to take care of your stuff. Yeah. That's right. You appreciate things. Now you can just throw your phone against the wall. That's why I have a functioning 8-track player. It's because my dad took care of it. And then he stuffed it in the attic for like 30 years. And I went and found it when they were cleaning out their house to sell. So... Oh, see, that's like a find. I wish I could find an 8-track. I have two 8-tracks, but alas, I'll never be able to play them. You need the, the wandering 8-track player to come into your life. You just got to go to an old hag's estate sale and you'll find one. Yeah, like a picture of Jesus you find on the street, you know, or at a yard sale or or wherever Sarah got me that Virgin Mary. <laughs> <laughs> Sarah bought me a Virgin Mary picture, like a big one, and I hung it up on my wall, and now I look, like, really Catholic, and I'm not. Well, if it's a cool, is it a cool-looking picture? It's a pretty typical found at an estate sale picture. Where is it? It's by the bathroom. (laughs) I'm probably going to put it in the bathroom with the Lenny Dykstra. Did I give that to you when we worked at Dunkin' Donuts? 
No, you gave that was my housewarming present. It was? Yes. On Wampanoag? Here. Oh, shit. I I haven't spent a lot of time in Fort Tryon Park because I last time I was near there, I got hit by a car. Get it the fuck <laughs> oh out! My God. <laughs> Holy shit! Are you me? I also was hit by a car. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm making this about me, but this is freaking me out. Yeah, this is freaking. I think I think it's about us. <laughs> We're just sharing the life experience that we both have. You guys are so many. So you were by a car. If you don't feel comfortable talking in front of everyone, we can have a private conversation later. <laughs> but you got hit by a car. You're so creepy. <laughs> you get creepy with Carl. You're getting creepy with our guests. <laughs> creepy, Fupa. <laughs> Karen, I just met someone who's a drama major. They got hit by a car. It was a good time. The guy who hit me was wearing a uh, Beetlejuice stripe shorts. Uh, <laughs> looked like a real douchebag. <laughs> wow, yeah, that's way cooler. That's awesome. Were you okay? Yeah, I, I was, uh, I was, he didn't hit me hard enough to like, he, he tore some cartilage in my hip. I did physical therapy for a little bit, but I, it doesn't bother me now. But it was at a, it was, it was at a protest and he would, he hit me a lot lighter than he would have hit some of the other people, so I stood there instead. Oh. He was one of them. Was he intentionally hitting you? Oh, yeah, he he came back. Like, he saw that we were there, he turned his car around, then he came back later. It was a real douchebag. The, the exact kind of guy that would wear these Beetlejuice shorts that are in your head. They were real ugly, real baggy, not a good look. And he was old, was he old? No, he wasn't. He was like, uh, maybe in his, early 30s he had his own car <laughs> like look at a play some bowling he was out there back in the blue is what he was doing yeah he should have learned how to be best once there was a man who died for the sins of man on christmas day 2022 he rose again this is the story of capitalist jesus Jesus finds himself in an alley in New York City. The world has drastically changed since he was here last. People are different. He realizes his robe and sandals have no place in this new world. Feeling insecure about his attire, he spots a man wearing a pair of Nike Air Force Ones. He walks over to the man. Brother, can you tell me where I can get such fine footwear like the ones you have? I got these bad boys at the complex. How would I go about obtaining similar footwear? These will run you about 500, Jesus. You'll need money and a cell phone to navigate the city. Here's a hundred to get you started. Thanks, sucker. Jesus sees a man down the block, begging for scraps from anyone who will listen. His pleas mostly go unheard. Occasionally, someone drops a few coins in his cup. Jesus walks over to him. My fellow child of God, where would I obtain one of these cell phones I was told of? You can get a cheap burner phone at the corner store, but I have to tell you, Jesus, they only sell you the phone. You have to pay in advance to be able to use it for a month. Then you have to pay again next month. Thanks. Jesus reaches down and steals the money out of the man's cup. After purchasing his phone, Jesus has a hard time setting it up. He sees a prostitute on the corner. My sweet Mary Magdalene, can you help me with this? Of course, Jesus. Let me take a look. All set, love. Thank you, gracious beauty. Aw, for a compliment like that, you deserve something to eat. Take this 20. Jesus spends the afternoon robbing the homeless, street performers, and sex workers. Ah! 
This is a new world and Jesus needs to become who he is and who the world expects him to be. Jesus arrives at the complex. He throws his sandals in the dumpster. After an hour in line, he finally gets his Air Force Ones. Jesus puts on his new shoes, another new feeling. It's something he's never felt before. This is what success feels like. Feeling like a new man, Jesus pulls his cell phone out of his pocket. Siri, directions to Wall Street. One big dick splits, my words make you sick like ninja boot When I shoot, writing rhymes and playing skin flute I'm all abrupt and in your face, big dick shooting off into outer space Your mom's place, a big disgrace Can't wait to spray man yogurt all over her face Can't work out when I pull out, pumping the veiny mic into your mouth Got nothing to say when your mouth is full of dick I like to poke fun of white boys with small dicks And no skills, cause when I tell you who I think you are Come at me, whack like a battle axe And like concrete facts Big dick like a summer sausage for your soul While I'm outside, you're in a glory hole So many people, I wanna pump and yak It's disrespectful to blow a load on your back Baby oil Cocoa butter, when I blow my load it makes hearts flutter I don't stutter, all the words are utter Your name is King, bitch, taking pics of your little snitch Because they're always rolling, eating eggs like mink Still puncture you in a new hole It's a glory hole, it's a goal, can't compete I'm not so sweet, while you're pumping gas I'll be pumping your ass with lunch meat You're jealous, my cock's bigger than yours Your ladies are telling me that you bag on all fours Can't work out when I pull out Pull my veiny mic into your mouth Because I'm dirty I got a big dick that can write my own name I got a big dick that can write my own name Taking selfies of yourself in the bathroom When a cat died in ancient Egyptian times Family members would shave off their eyebrows in mourning. Hashtag facts. I have two fun facts. Yeah. Okay, the first fun fact is that me and Pee Wee Herman have the same birthday. Nice. Another fun fact is Bernie Sanders and <laughs> Lyndon LaRouche have the same birthday. <laughs> And that's why astrology rules. <laughs> Who's Lyndon LaRouche? I don't even know who that is. Jerking it to Hunter Biden sliding in the pool. Oh, yeah. What's on that laptop? I'm peeing real good. I got a nice stream here. It's real solid, like a lightsaber. Just wanted to say that. So I got to tell you, speaking of Hunter Biden's laptop, yeah. Apparently, he just gets all fucked up on cocaine and can't keep his mouth shut and like blabs national secrets. All right. <laughs> well, first of all, let me just correct you. He didn't do cocaine. He was smoking crack. Yeah, he loved the crack. He really did. Yeah. I love that for him. And that's great. He should do whatever the hell he wants. He's Hunter fucking Biden and he can do what he wants. They also say that that laptop has been in thousands of people's possession at this page of the game and you literally can't trust one thing that comes off it even if it was a good thing that we would love you can't even prove that it was actually on there at this point of course they would say that one of the things from that video that um you sent me i believe heather that was like a compilation of stuff on the laptop i mean half of those were hidden cameras there was night camera footage of him sitting in a tub. Or it was another crackhead recording him and he knew it. But it wasn't him recording himself. 
No, like they're they're way too steady. It's like you know, and it's like they're coming from like a drain in a bathtub. Just send me the good content and all the other shit I don't care about. Yeah, the national security stuff. Who fucking cares? I want to see more water slides. Yeah, I don't care what shady shit he did in fucking Ukraine. They're all doing shit like that. Why the fuck do I care? Oh, I'm going to complain about Hunter. It's Jared Kushner got $2 billion from Saudi Arabia, but they're worried about Hunter Biden's laptop. I mean, come on. They're all doing it. Yeah, but Hunter Biden never got paid by the government. We don't pay Hunter Biden. He, whatever shady shit he's doing isn't costing us anything. We paid Jared Kushner's fucking salary for four years. I don't even care about the cost of us anything. They're all doing shady shit. I'm just saying, okay, guys, I'm going to say this. If my dad ever becomes president, I'm probably going to be doing some shady shit in Ukraine. Pumpkin gingerbread. The ingredients list is three cups of sugar, one cup of vegetable oil, four eggs, two thirds cup of water, one 15-ounce can of pumpkin puree, two teaspoons of ground ginger, one teaspoon ground allspice, one teaspoon ground cinnamon, one teaspoon ground cloves, three and a half cups of all-purpose flour, two teaspoons of baking soda, one and a half teaspoons of salt, and a half a teaspoon of baking powder. You're going to preheat an oven to 350 degrees and lightly grease two 9 by 5 inch loaf pans. In a large mixing bowl, combine your sugar, oil, and eggs. Beat until smooth. Add water and beat until well blended. Stir in your pumpkin, your ginger, your allspice, and cinnamon. In a medium bowl, combine your flour, soda, salt, and baking powder. Add dry ingredients to pumpkin mixture and blend just until all ingredients are mixed. Divide your batter between the prepared pans. Bake in the preheated oven until your toothpick comes out clean for about an hour. Yes, Marjorie Taylor Greene is now um, going to go after Walmart because um, they sell sex toys. <laughs> I love sex toys in public. And she she took photos and posted it to her Twitter. Yes. And it's <laughs> She's like just like every member of a Facebook group. Like that's her whole personality, like boomer Facebook group. She's like if a Peloton became sentient. And was a boomer on Facebook. <laughs> um just want to know. All right. So I'm like reading about this because I had no idea about it. So this bitch believes that these products sexualize and groom children. Correct. I mean, I guess I guess like grooming children for Hitler youth still is all right, because that's like what this bitch is all about. But I don't know. That's crazy because like, honestly, those kids don't even know what that is. Exactly. If they they do, then that's on the parent. If you're on the Twitter thread and you scroll down a little bit, somebody took a picture of um, gun magazines in a big rack that was next to children's clothing at a Sam's Club. Well, if she's upset about dildos, then she'll be really upset if she goes to the CVS in East Harwich because they have a anal plug called Buzzy Butt there. I have not checked the CVS and Marston's Mills, but that was the first place that I saw the sex toys. Yeah, I was like, awesome, because you can get a travel-sized vibrator. Like, that's fucking cool. But in this this picture, they have a vibrating stroker. Yeah. Is it for bowl holes? No, it's for men. Go on. A vibrating <laughs> stroker for men. How does this work? I knew about the uh, vibrating cock ring, but like I didn't know they had a stroker. Yeah, so that's her. Um, that's in one of her pictures. I just want to say that I bet you know because she's so mad and angry. She's very angry, but you know that she's also super fucking horny too. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. You know she's mad about that being in Walmart, but you know she has like six of them at home. Well, she probably fucking found them. She probably bought them. But have you heard of the little sucker? Oh boy. Yeah. They, they sell the little sucker, which is an air suction toy for vaginal play. 
Oh, a tush cush, a cushionary lubricant for backside play. That's right. All right. Now we're talking. Well, I don't know. I think it's fucking awesome that people can just buy these products instead of like one of my brother's friends went <laughs> to the Christie's good. near our house <laughs> and bought one of those like water snake things, I guess. <laughs> and he was fucking that, I guess. And my brother could like hear him when he stayed over his house. Oh no. Those water snakes look very fuckable. Girls like I did it. <laughs> the Cleveland steamer does not necessarily involve the rolling back and forth to and fro per se of said tukey. Rather, the term steamer refers to the relative temperature at which the growler is produced. The rectum being 4 degrees Fahrenheit above core body temperature allows for the optimal environment to produce a Celine Dion with the smoldering characteristics. Cleveland refers to the cleavage of a woman's breasts. Shark That is definitely an opinion. Seven, seven, Sniffer.com Carl, what's your opinion? Well, I don't know. Uh, I think it's kind of creepy that people, like, want to buy smelly undies and sniff them? I don't know. I think that's kind of weird. That is definitely an opinion. Heather, what's your opinion? I, I, I am too scared to look that up because of algorithms. That is questionably an opinion. Sarah, what's your opinion? Well, as long as the panties come in fresh and funky the way I like them, I feel like I get my money's worth. (laughs) That is definitely an opinion. Fupa, what's your opinion? Look, I live with seven cats and Clem. I can't smell anything anymore. That is questionably an opinion. On July 23rd, 2010, the Gin Blossoms played the Barnstable County Fair. Hashtag fact. Find me an 18-year-old who can support themselves. Clem and I were just talking about this the other night. Find me a 47-year-old who can support themselves right now. I I know. Beto O'Rourke. Robert. <laughs> oh, I hate that guy. I think he's older than 47. Oh, poor Beto. He's not someone I like, but he's probably not as bad as I think he is. But I fucking hate him. I just feel bad for him. He tries I so don't. hard. And he no, just he doesn't. Can't. He barely he's tries. He's never going to win. He's like, oh, I'm pretty. Look at me. He's like the Evan Dando of candidates. <laughs> piece of shit. And Evan Dando is not a piece of shit, but Beto O'Rourke is. Beto oh. O'Rourke is the piece of shit version of Evan Dando. That's it. Hashtag fact. That's griefy and zitty feeling to me. I need to like get an oxypad. <laughs> <laughs> I need to execute this problem. Well, that was a good one. Uh, I don't know about that, but... Have you heard about them corduroy pillows? They're they're making headlines. Uh, What's a Welflesian's favorite holiday? Halloween. Because they like to pumpkin. Uh, What's... What has nine arms and socks? Def Leppard. Woo! So, what does Pink Floyd and Dale Earnhardt have in common? Their last hit was The Wall. Figure skating. As a crowd of more than 19,000 plums filed into the groovy auditorium, Chelsea Clinton, our penis skating champion, began her greasy routine. For the first time in her crispy life, the champion felt frightened and wet. 
As the music began, the champion took a moist breath, smoothed the ruffles of her staff, and started to fap. Just as she feared when it came time for her most filthy jump, a triple eggnog, she lost her balance and landed with a thump on her rock. She stood up bravely, brushed the ice off her hole, and finished her smelly routine. The crowd gave her a five-minute standing ball sack. Even though she realized she had lost the competition, she knew she had won the hearts and stick of every meatball in the auditorium. So I go to send Clem a text. I forgot the last thing I sent to her was a gif of the OJ Chase. So much in the Ford Bronco just go and get chased <laughs> by the cops right now. I think we'll be chasing us in our minds for the rest of our lives. We'll never find the real killer, and I'll never rest. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still watching it. Did you guys know that that was Domino's biggest day for sales? <laughs> Not surprised. <laughs> no, that is a true fact. That was Domino's biggest day was the Bronco, because everybody sat home and fucking ordered pizza for dinner. Let's go around the room and, and talk about where we were when the OJ chase happened. Is that okay? Or we don't want to do that. Oh, so I was um, dating Eric and we had gone to my parents' house like for a visit or to pick some. We, like, we weren't planning to stay. And then the chase happened and we couldn't leave. We had to watch. Sarah, where were Not you? Exciting. It's just. Um, no, I it's been- true. I was in my parents' living room, and I was flipping through the channels, and it was on every fucking day. And then they had, like, on MTV, they would play, like, the reenactments. They did that with the O.J. Simpson trial and the Michael Jackson trial. And I watched those because I found them humorous. All right. Fupa, where were you? I was, I was at a party. Uh, at my friend Beth's house, we used to have parties there. We were playing volleyball in the yard when, when it started happening, and then we all we all started watching it. And it was like the party house because like our parents were away and stuff, so you'd, you'd have your underage drinks, and you know that was fun with the OJ trial going on. So that's where I was. Dude, I suck. I was at work. Oh, ah, you missed it. You were at work for both the OJ trial and 9-11. That sucks. I was uh, I was at work for 9-11, too. I was at home. We all know Fupa was jacking off at his desk. I remember there was one I watched that was, like, my favorite, and it was called Dueling Dicks. One of the stars looked like Kevin Kubachowski from You Can't Do That on Television. And he just, like, sits and sprawls on this counter, like, while some other guy does him. And there's, like, so many fucking close-ups of his, like, O-face and shit. And he's like, ah, ah, ah. And he just, like, looks kind of, like, radish and shit. But it's, like, I just love it. It's hilarious. That one and uh, there's Oklahoma, which is um, like two guys masturbating onto pumpkins outside. It was definitely not as good, but it was still all right. And um, the other one was Oxballs. Heather had wanted to talk about the trigger warning that was on 16 Candles. Oh, yes. Oh, my God. Before it comes on. A warning comes on the television that says this film includes language and or cultural stereotypes that are inconsistent with today's standards of inclusion and tolerance and may offend some viewers. Why? Because of Long Duck Dong? I think so. With the gong. Oh, come on. 16 Candles. Molly Ringwald. No Yankee, my wanky, the donger need. We, and I, I I saw know. it and I said, was that a fucking warning? So I rewound it and paused it and took a fucking picture. I could not believe. 16 candles. All I gotta say is there's an actual Asian person playing the part of Long Duck Dong. Yes, there is. 
it is okay to make fun of your own culture. It was something that was written into the movie for comedic purposes. Like, what the fuck? When was that movie? I mean, it was late 80s, mid 80s. It's okay. We don't need a warning on all movies that are 30 years old. Look, it's offensive. Like, when you go back and watch it, you're like, holy fucking shit. We lived like that? Like, this was allowed. It's offensive as fuck. Now, it still lives in our memories as something, you know, that we enjoyed. So, yeah, we're still going to enjoy the nostalgia of it, watch it. And I don't care if you like a movie like that, you know? You watch it for what it is. But I feel like anyone who knows that they're watching a movie that's like 35 years old knows they're watching a movie that's 35 years old. It's going to be offensive as fuck. Exactly. I wonder if the fucking trigger warning on like uh, Christmas Vacation. The Breakfast Club was on before that. So, of course, it made me like, did they put a fucking warning for the Breakfast Club too? I mean, Hannah and I were watching part of it and it was the part where they all go and smoke weed in the library and he starts doing fucking gymnastics and dancing and I'm like, who the fuck does that when they're high? Like nobody smokes <laughs> a joint and runs around the library doing cartwheels. That is the crappiest part of the movie. Yeah. Oh, it's definitely the worst part. And then the other part That's where hilarious. they're all running through the school and it's dead quiet and the teacher's right in front of him, but he doesn't hear them. And I'm like, we took this shit and loved this shit and this movie sucks, but I'll still watch it. Like, it's The Breakfast Club. And then 16 Candles with a warning. I'm like, they. I bet you they put a warning up to The Breakfast Club too. This is just so out of hand. It's so, it's, it's, good Lord. What kind of world do I live in? Ugh. Dun, dun, dun. It's Florida Man. Florida Man tries to use Taco as ID after his car catches fire at Taco Bell. All right. I don't know if you've been in, okay, so been in Florida. About 35 to 42% of the faces in Florida look like a taco. Who knows? Maybe the photo. Maybe he put cheese and lettuce on it. Maybe he's... More chicken than ground beef? I don't know. Um, he looked like a taco and thought it would work, and 60% of the time, it works all the time. I, I'm not going to be a mule. I, I, I'm, I, I, I got something to do. I got to go do boom, boom, boom. I don't want to go to jail! In North Carolina, it is illegal to sing off-key. <laughs> Leather daddies. Yeah, you know, I don't know if it's a macho... If it's sexy, I don't know. I'm confused. It's not sexy. <laughs> I'm just going to say it right now. It's not. All I can think of is like 70s porn. Like anybody who's a leather daddy who doesn't have a mustache shouldn't be a leather daddy. And if you are one, you belong in the 70s. You know what I think of of leather daddies is, um, damn it, the movie uh, Police Academy. Oh, the Blue Oyster. Yes, the Blue Oyster bar. You know what I think of when I think of leather daddies? The anal birth of Bert. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God, this is like one of the first things Clem told me when we were dating. All right, let me get up like, if I can get up a page on it. That explains the history of it. <laughs> oh, my. Sarah, you know what the anal birth of Bert is, right? Clem told me about the anal birth of Bert in 1996. Jesus Christ, I'm sorry. It's that old? Oh, yeah, it's an old school porn loop. So it's this happening in this basement, and there's all these, like, leather daddies just all sucking dicks, and there's a swing in the middle. And then... Some guy grabs his stomach, bends over, and says, it's time. And all the guys stop sucking dicks. And this guy gets in the swing. And they're all around him. And they're zooming in on his asshole. And they're, like, greasing it up and, like, sticking their hands and fists up there and, like, rubbing it. You're like, what the fuck is happening? But someone told me I got to watch this to the end. And eventually they pull out a Burt doll. 
and then give it to him to hold like it's his baby. Oh my God. <laughs> the anal birth of Bert. That's what I think of wow. when I think of leather daddies. It's, it, it's amazing. Like, I mean, I watched it and I would never wish that on anyone, but I would also wish that on everyone to watch because it is an experience. <laughs> like some people are like, I've traveled the world. I climbed Mount Everest. I'm like, I watched the entirety of the anal birth of Bert. Who had the real experience here? <laughs> and you know what that means, leggers and eggers. It's time for another round. And introducing first, we don't really know where this one came from. We think she might have been scrubbed off your nuts. I hope you choke on that mic. The one, the only, and please let there never be another, Marjorie Taylor Scrotum. Welcome to Cross I'm Professor Smelly. Don't let yourself come on my belly. You ever hear the one about the recast Wall Street Predator? The incredible Predator. You spit rhymes like your mouth's full of hanging dreams. When I get that feeling, throw your armor and run train. Light the fuse and I'll explode like a cheese doodle dick. Nancy Pelosi is a trick and chokes on my fat cheesy dick. Come get some if you think your place donut blew up like the challenger power of love moment. I think you're wearing your mama's pop ring. Cream on her pooper, it never meant a thing being a link. I don't mince words so let me cut to the baby Jessica fall into the wishing well of capitalism where dreams die there you have it let's clap our body parts together for one Marjorie Taylor scrotum you know what that means it's time to bring the man back out you can throw shoes at him, but he's gonna dodge him. You can't keep him down. Suck my balls. He knew what happened in 9-11, and he did it anyway. Cheetos! Our security is assured by our perseverance and activities in violation by America and other nations spoken through the ages in Psalm 23. Incites murder, simply validates terrorist violence, the very worst of human nature. One year after the armies of liberation arrived, fires burning, huge, huge structures collapsing, and a quiet, unyielding anger. But I'm going to tell you something about this country. Ages of experience have taught humanity chronic unemployment. It's a good, it's a good idea. And full participation by women incites murder. I am in shock and awe. You're an idiot. Once again, it appears our man G Dubs has pierced Marjorie Taylor's scrotum. The winner. And the advancer, the chief of romancing, Cheetahs. But I am always fascinated to know what big news story do you remember? Ooh. Like, that you remember that you didn't learn about? That's an interesting question. Because I'm in that age range where most of the people my age, their first big news story is 9-11. But mine isn't. I don't remember where I was when it happened. I guess I was really laissez-faire about an attack on American soil when I was in whatever grade I was in at that time. Because my first big memory, if uh, looking back, my memory's spotty all over the place, uh, is Michael Jackson dying. And I'm not even yes! a big fan oh, of Michael oh, Jackson. <laughs> That was a huge news story. <laughs> yeah, like like my mom woke me up. I was in a bar when that happened, so I feel real old. Oh, yeah, I was at work. Like, I am for everything. <laughs> my mom woke me up to tell me Michael Jackson died. That's what I remember. That's where I remember. That's my flashbulb memory. Not 9-11, Michael Jackson dying. I don't even like Michael Jackson's music that much. It's more of an explosion than a flashbulb. <laughs> handful of explosions if i remember correctly yeah. which i don't no if that's a great answer i've never heard anyone say that but that's excellent excellent i was in the car <laughs> somebody called me i was at work 
Well, you were at work for all big news stories, weren't you? Yeah, I feel like I was. I was at work for OJ. I was at work for 9-11. I was at work. What did we just say? Michael Jackson. I was at work during COVID for a lot of it. Um, Oh, I worked worked at a WeWork. And the first COVID uh, case in that building. uh, WeWorks are awful. Don't go into a WeWork. It's awful. All the walls are glass. And they're all different businesses. But when you're working in one, all you can hear is every other customer service rep on the floor making desperate (laughs) phone calls for their failing startup. And then you have to make your own desperate email for a failing startup. (laughs) It's just awful. But I remember the first um, COVID case, the, the WeWork sent an email to everybody that worked there that there was a COVID case like 12 floors below us. And the next thing I heard was just a stampede of footsteps through the whole building going to the elevator. And I, I was like one of five people left in the building till the end of the day. And I never stepped foot in there again. Did you ever get COVID? Twice. Yeah, the first time was awful. Like I got a lot of brain fog. I couldn't remember where I was. Like, like that feeling when you walk into a room and you're like, why am I here? I got that feeling while I was standing in line to get a COVID test. It's like, this is, I don't know why I even need to take the test. I think I should just go home. And the second time it was like a cold. It, it was so, I just got a few days off work and they paid me for it. Yeah, I work it up. I work at a preschool now, so they don't want me around the kids when, when I'm sick. Get the hell out of here. Oh, but are we talking capacity? <laughs> you know this, Clem? Did you know this already? I did not. I did not. I did not know this, Poopa. All right, let's try this one on. Um... My last job before this, I was an apprentice diamond setter. Is that part of your backstory too, by any chance? No. Ah, damn! I thought we were in a time loop. I'm, I'm making <laughs> this all about me now, and I didn't mean to do that. Oh, go ahead. It's your turn. It's your podcast. I was told that you were a fellow drama major. Yeah. I did not know that you were also a fellow former preschool teacher. Current preschool teacher. I got off work like an hour ago. Current. Oh, excuse me. Yeah. Congratulations. That's a long freaking day. Yeah, I just got all the piss off my shoes. So Good. My... <laughs> I still have it on mine. <laughs> but that's because we didn't have any water yesterday. One of the things I learned about, like, Westboro Baptist Church, they don't make their money from private donations. They make their money through going to protests And they are all civil rights lawyers. So anytime anyone tries to stop them, they sue the city or place that they're protesting. And they get tons of money from doing that. Oh. You should be doing that. I did not know that. They're all fucking each other, aren't they? They have to be. I mean, I know they're all like brother and sister, but they're all fucking, right? There's only 56 members and... um, Two old daughters fucking. left because they realized they were in a cult. We should have them on to confirm that they were all fucking. Yeah. It, it has to be that way. Well, I think like even the oldest member was a civil rights attorney when Martin Luther King was around. So they have a long history of being like prolific lawyers in Kansas, which, you know, who knows what type of education they have. But aside from that, like their whatever scheme they got going on, though, it's working out for them because, you know, they just go and fucking hold up their signs and, you know, make people feel like shit about an already shitty situation. I didn't know they only had 56 members, 56 members that are worldwide known for being just nuisances and scumbags. That's actually pretty impressive. So what could the four of us do? I wanted to revisit an old news article. In 2014, a man was notorious for masturbating with slices of cheese in his car. (laughs) And it was like a real thing. I've found more than one news articles about it, and there's also one printed with him with a slice of cheese with his pants down. I totally heard that story. <laughs> so I just, I want to know. <laughs> this happened in 2014, but um, I kind of want to know what happened to the Swiss cheese masturbator that was like 
the notorious Swiss cheese masturbator in Philadelphia. I know. Where is he now? Is he still masturbating in his car with cheese? Where was he masturbating in Philadelphia? That's what I want to know. And I also want to know if it was just Swiss. (laughs) And I swear to God, when I heard that story years ago, so 2014, I said, did he use more than one kind of cheese? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Because it's like maybe dude's poking holes in his fucking cheddar. I mean, Munster could work. Yeah. You know? Anyways, his name is Christopher Pagano. And um, he made headlines <laughs> in January of 2014 for allegedly driving around Mayfair, exposing himself to women, asked them to pleasure him with Swiss cheese. Prosecutors <laughs> did not release details of the fourth incident, except to say that Pagano's alleged harassment included using processed cheese when he approached victims. Oh, maybe he changed to Velveeta. You know the Philly cheesesteak <laughs> tastes better with processed cheese. Or maybe a little cheese, maybe some cheese whiz. He was in Philadelphia, right? Yeah. Isn't That's that what they use, the cheese yeah. whiz? Yep. <laughs> I'm eat a Philly cheesesteak again. So the biggest fucking, like, downer to this whole story about the Swiss cheese masturbator is that he was married and has a 10-year-old daughter. And then the best part of this article from 2014, his next court date is slated for April Fool's Day. (laughs) Uh. Like, I just want to know if he's still in jail or if he's still, you know, cruising with the cheese. According to the Rutledge Dictionary of Modern American Slang, the first time Glory Hole appears in print was in 1949 when an anonymously published glossary called Swassarn's Nerf's Gay Girl's Guide refers to a phallic size hole in partition between toilet booths, sometimes used also for a mere peephole. Billy Joel. Alfred Hitchcock was frightened of eggs. Hashtag facts. Hello, I'm Stank Muffins. I'm going to help you stop your panty-sniffing addiction. I was an adverse addict to sniffing pants. I was hooked on all the sweet smells. I spent paycheck after paycheck. It was a downward spiral. I had to get off this habit. That's when I found S.A. Sniffing Anonymous. Say no to sniffing. They were so understanding and welcoming to me. They gave me a 10-step withdrawal schedule that was easy to follow. They first give you your favorite sniffing panties. Then you work your way down to a clean panty so you're not so turned on by them anymore. This was a big help for me. Thank you. Say no to sniffing. I have a new life. I'm most horny for the militarized police that came after 9-11. Oh, yeah. (laughs) I get real hard for that. Yeah, I just want to be fucking gang-raped by them, like... I'm gonna gonna need my prostate stimulated after this. Definitely. Just talking about the horny militarized police. Yeah, they're just like, I don't know, the intensity of it all is not necessary. Um, The Patriot Act, not necessary. I was just going to say, I get, my nipples are popping for the Patriot Act. You know what fixes that are freedom fries. They all right up so your nipples are nice and, you know, you know, soft again. Oh, no, they're hard, hard. The Patriot Act made them hard. I'm tingly. I goosebumps. Can we instead discuss John Cougar Mellencamp? Uh, <laughs> yes. I, lo- I love the Cougs. His music is also a little horny. Is he? Yeah, that's when a spoke was a spoke. And Groove was Groove <laughs> That's right. 
his name's horny and then he changes it. John Cougar, John Cougar Mellencamp, John Mel... What is his name? John Mellencamp. But he's still the Coog. Well, according to Wikipedia, his birth name is Frosty Sawyers. Oh, man. Would you change that? No. Or would you just go with it? I would go with that. Frosty Sawyers. His father was a snowman. If you had to be a Billy Joel song, (laughs) which one would you be? Pressure. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah, that's a great song. That's a great song. And there was no no hesitation. No, no, no. I have strong feelings about that song. I feel like he's very horny in that song. What are your strong feelings about it? Oh, it's just a great song. It's a great song. It's a later Billy Joel, but it was the last creative juices before he went all Beatles Russia. And it's a great song. And here's my idea, though. I think it would be a great metal cover song, which I guess that might sound cliche-ish, but I think it's a metal song. And if you listen to it, even right down to kind of the classical synthesizer things, if that was being played by like some Ingve uh, Malmsteen guitar player, oh, that could be like... Who knows? But anyway, it's a great song. It's a, it's all about, you know, and it's also about pressure and life. And the best songs are always about how life sucks and nothing's fair in the world. Or it's good, or they're about racing cars. One of the two. See, I find all his music to be very horny. Like he's a very horny person. (laughs) Yeah, I could see that too. I could see that too. I'm always trying to figure out why he's so horny in all his songs. It's funny because when I was uh, like in high school, I worked at a, a, a grocery store and I was very depressed. And I remember that Moving Out song came on and there's a line about how he works in the grocery store and he's a big loser or whatever. That's how I interpreted it. And I remember it being very depressing. They're all depressing. Pressure is a depressing song. Because I've listened to Captain Jack and that's very horny. He, he's obviously... Both depressed and horny. The two go hand in hand, if you ask me. January 7th, and here are my final thoughts on the vote for Speaker of the House. Two days ago, I said Kevin McCarthy would not be voted Speaker unless he sucked everybody's dick. So my conclusion for this final round 15 was that Kevin McCarthy went around and gave two-thirds of the Republican conference blowjobs in order to get their vote. The next two years are going to be an absolute fucking joke. These fucking Republicans aren't going to do anything. They're going to hold everything up. Every bill they send to the Senate or the White House is going to get vetoed. Nothing's going to get done the next two years. Uh, I'm calling from Family Kitchen. You order online, have the one the broccoli with the bean curd, and you the instruction say curry sauce on the side. That means you don't need the brown sauce, and the, that means you, your order you want thin, that's not okay, right? I, want, I would like to confirm that first. Thank you, bye. Hey, Hunter. Um, I just wanted to call and tell you that I saw that video of you um, sliding in the pool with that hooker filming you. And I was just calling to see if you were okay. 
but also like I just feel like I can't look at you the same now that I've seen you pulling on your deck and you know things are definitely going to be weird between us eye contact wise but um yeah so that's all I wanted to say um guess I'll talk to you later I don't want to go to jail. In Florida, you are not allowed to sing in public wearing a bathing suit. <laughs> like, I would fucking, like, press play and record and then pause. Every time I had to fart, I'd press pause again. So I had a tape full of fucking farts. Have you seen Steve? Gutenberg. No. <laughs> Our friend Steve. Steve Gutenberg has nice hair. I am not talking about Steve Gutenberg. I am talking about our friend Steve. I think I might get the Steve Gutenberg perm. To hell with you and your perm. Have you seen our friend Steve? You don't have to be so nasty. I was just talking about making a positive change in my life. As for our beloved friend, I saw him at the Minimart yesterday. Really? I haven't seen him in quite a while. How is he? He has nice hair. He told me he was on his way to the city. Which city? Does it really matter? Do not answer a question with a question. It is a terrible habit. You will alienate all your friends. Is that what you want to do? <laughs> Where was Steve going? A square dancing competition. There is lots of movement at those. Steve can square dance like the devil. Yes. Yes he can. His steps are fluid and beautiful. It brings a tear to my eye when I watch him. I need the Gutenberg perm. How much do you think it will cost me? Will you stop with the perm already? It's not a good look for you. I've never seen a glory hole and I feel like I'm denied. <laughs> I, I Where did you think you would hole. see a glory hole? I you think you're just know, like out in the wild? Like, yes! Yeah, like something. I don't know. I was at McDonald's and there was a yes. dick coming out of a hole in the there wall. There was a hole and, and I, I was like, oh, it. I'm in the McDonald's glory hole. That is a glory hole still, yeah. Like, I just feel like I'm I'm deprived. We, I'm from Cape Cod. We don't have that crap here. I mean, you've been to Provincetown, right? There's got to be a glory hole up there. Oh, in Provincetown, they're, they're, they're built into the infrastructure. There was in the good old days. There had to be one in the good old days. I know. And I'm sure there still are. Remember when P-Town was like not, it's like, I don't know. It kind of like sucks now. It's kind of like a um, North Face sucks lot. It's too touristy. It's too, like, family-friendly tourists. It's, like, all gentrified and shit. Yeah. It was way better when it was just a bunch of gay guys. Yep. Last time we were up there, I did not see my trans sisters anywhere, okay? It's literally become too touristy. It's like a, an attraction. It's almost like if you go to Cape Cod, you have to go to P-Town to see the gay people. Yeah, it's, like, fetishizing, like... A sexual preference though like yeah and remember when it used to be like more mix of people but you'd see gay men you'd see lesbians you would see drag queens and trans women and you would see the drag kings yeah it was fucking fun i love p-town especially p-town like 20 25 years ago Remember that you had like the people telling fortunes, you had the weird crystal shops, and then you had the fake art galleries, and you had the like sex shops and weird clothing stores. And, and now, I don't know, it was just like little tea shops everywhere. Yeah, I feel like there were way more like sex shops when we were younger, but P-Town has become some more mainstream. You would think there'd be more sex shops. Yeah, but it's like gentrified the fuck out of it. 
It was way more fun when we were younger. When shop therapy had the big white, like albino boa constrictor. I didn't even notice that. I was just like, where's the gay porn bin? <laughs> Hi, this is Trailer Seller. Trailer. And today, today, I'm going to teach you how I'm to gonna make, teach you a how to make hot dogs, bologna and cheese sandwich with a pan and boiling water. Hi, this is Trailer Sailor, and today, this is Trailer Sailor to make a microwave bologna and cheese sandwich. Make hot dogs with a pan. Hi, this is Trailer and Sailor, and today, I'm going to teach you how to make a microwave Trailer Sailor and cheese sandwich. Today, I'm going to teach you how to make hot dogs. Hi. This with is trailer sailor and pan. I'm gonna teach you how to boiling water microwave bologna and cheese sandwich. This is trailer sailor. Today I'm gonna Hi. teach you how this to make hot trailer dogs. sailor and today I'm gonna with teach you how to make a pan a microwave bologna and boiling and water. Sandwich. This is trailer sailor. Hi. This today, is Trailer Sailor, and I'm gonna today, teach you I'm how to make hot dogs. To make a microwave with bologna and cheese a sandwich and boiling water. Hi, this, this is, is Trailer Sailor, and today I'm gonna teach today, you how to make I'm gonna a microwave how to make hot bologna and cheese sandwich with a pan and boiling Hi, water. This is Trailer Sailor, and today. I'm this is trailer sailor. A microwave today. Bologna and cheese. Street beat. Whenever people walk past the corner of Ugly Avenue and Ring Street, they immediately stop and spring. It's little Hunter Biden and Yo Yo Michael Jackson performing their bold street music. This swank duo is famous throughout who comes rock for their plain orchestra of street sounds. They clang the lids from guy cans. They bounce whole balls on the ground while stomping their titties. They use brooms to make ginormous sweeping sounds on the sidewalk and they used the handles to jerk rhythmically against scrape nuts parked on the street. They are having the time of their mud flaps, and the same goes for the soft onlookers who painstakingly clap their middle toe at the end of each and every number. So, uh, Lisa Marie Presley died. Yeah. That's yeah. Now she can kiss Michael again and have it. <laughs> that was one of the weirdest things that ever happened when we were younger. What, Lisa Marie and Michael? Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. Kissing in heaven. Oh, them being married. That was so weird. <gasps> it was so weird. <laughs> How long were they married? I'm going to look that up. They never fucked. They couldn't have fucked. No. I'm pretty sure Michael Jackson just had like a cat patch. <laughs> they got married in 1994. So they were married from May 94 to January 96. Fucked up. They never fucked. Longer than I thought, to be honest with you. Longest relationship she had with her vibrator, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I remember that was like a thing in the 90s to like hump random things. Like, you know, if they had like a cardboard cutout set up at the movie theater, I would hump it. Or like, I'm humping that. Everybody shit. did do that in the nineties. Yeah. Every at least third picture on everyone's fucking camera roll was of a humping or um yeah. Yeah. Or yeah, you would just like assimilate anal sex on a friend, even your clothes on. <laughs> you know, that's why you need to be among the enlightened few who just Really accept sex 
hey. all the time. It's more than sex positive. It's sex constant. There's no consent. There's no asking. There's no attraction. There's just penetration and orgasms and semen and eggs and maybe making babies and maybe a ton of abortions. But everybody's happy. And yeah. it's like the Matrix, but with fucking. Is, is this a no loads refused cum dump? Yeah, they don't even know that there are loads to be refused. Take <laughs> that next level. Yeah, I know. Oh no! All the while, oh, no. all this humping is going on. Everyone's afraid of AIDS. <laughs> right? Exactly. No one's afraid of AIDS anymore. No, at this point, you've leveled up. You're above AIDS. No, but in the 90s, we were still afraid of AIDS while everyone was going around humping everything. Hold on. No, I'm in sexual zen. Me and Sting up here are, like, learning over the AIDS. Okay, well, Luby Balls Jones, I'm down here with Magic Johnson discussing AIDS. You're down where with Magic Johnson discussing AIDS? (laughs) Jesus Christ, do I have to come rescue you? But I want to know if anyone was humping their friend's ass, if they actually got any gratification with all of their clothes on. I mean, it depends on the friend. Yes, so. Look, I, I went to a I went to a magnet arts high school for my junior and senior year, and like it was just constant dry humping. Yeah, I can't see life without it. Honestly, like I have like humped. A Han Solo and Boba Fett cut out before. <laughs> like, not, not just moments, but I've humped a lot of things that were really unnatural. Cookie Monster's real name is Sid. Hashtag facts. Pokemon go to the polls.